This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us as G Extra now with Zakir Hussein from The Straits Times. Now, like many countries in Europe and Asia, Singapore's population is aging fast. In fact, by 2030, one in four Singapore residents will be aged 65 and above. Well, Singapore aims to almost double the number of elder care centers to 220 by the year 2025. Now, the Ministry of Health is also going to expand the scale and scope of the services of these elder care centers. Well, Zakir joins us in the studio today after a very, very long time. Welcome back, Zakir. Good to be back. <laughs> Usually you're on the phone with us. That's right. Yeah. So this is a sign of the times it's, we're approaching normalcy. It's the first time I'm seeing... Zakir Hussain in the studio mm. <laughs> since the pandemic. So Welcome back, <laughs> Zakir. So, Zakir, this is a very important issue. The thing is, we have known that Singapore's population has been aging and aging fast for many years now. This is no surprise. But how rapidly really is the population aging? I'm sure there are some updates on that in yep. terms of statistics. Yep. And I think as we heard, you know, one in four of us is going to be 65 or older by 2030. But I think one unknown is the quality of this aging. So right now, you know, as of a few years ago, 87% of those 65 and above are healthy and independent. Mm-hmm. But 8% need some form of, you know, other than that, you know, that's about 13% who need some form of walking aid, assistive devices like, you know, wheelchair, Mm. right? Assistance for mobility and 1% are bedridden. Now, I think all these figures are going to go up as we live longer, the Mm. quality of medical care improves and so on. And I think this is why we're talking about, you know, an enhanced need for elder care services Mm -hmm. and they need to be right-sighted. So you're going to see them in, you know, closer to home, more accessible to the neighbourhoods. I was just making calculations to see how old I am. So by the (laughs) year 2030, with one in four of these Singapore going to be the age of 65 and above. This is the Gen X generation we're talking about. That's now, right. The older yep. Gen X generation. So pay attention, guys, if you're listening today, <laughs> because this is about us. So there will be a silver tsunami. So what is Singapore going to do to meet the needs of these Gen X generation? Because we still have the baby boomers at this point. That's right. Yeah. But I think the burden of care is going to be quite significant. Mm-hmm. And I think this is why the government's starting now already to start you know, having more polyclinics in housing estates and having a shift in mindset mm-hmm. so that, you know, rather than have seniors visit GPs and polyclinics once every few months for chronic conditions, you know, if there's nothing serious, they could just go to the elder care centres, you know, collect medication, get treatment, get vaccinations if they need to, even monitor their vital signs right. and health screenings so that you really only go, you know, to the doctor or the hospital should you need to or should... When it's should, urgent. When it's urgent or when there's an emergency. I think the goal, as the health ministry has pointed out, is each centre could be responsible for anything from a thousand to three or four thousand seniors mm-hmm. living in their vicinity, and they're constantly in touch with them. Should they need to shift mm-hmm. to a wheelchair? Should they need more help? I think these elder care centres then become sort of a frontline place where they could get the help they need. And you know, it's not just a place where seniors spend time. They could work with seniors who are otherwise at home, but who might need help just getting right. their meals to them, for instance. Okay. 
Because we have to bear in mind that there is an important characteristic of this demographic that needs to be noted. A lot of them are single, more so than previous generations. That's right. That's they true. They don't as well. have children supporting them. Mm-hmm. They don't have that kind of extra help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the community network is important, and I think that's one of the benefits. I think from having elder care centres more mm. accessible, but also more aware of and more in touch with the elderly in their areas. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. This brings me to uh, the next part of what I wanted to ask, because this generation will be a lot more tech-savvy as well. So with the announcement of the digitalization in full swing now in Singapore of the healthcare sector, will this be able to help us <laughs> by 2030? Just I download think, an app. Yeah, we yep. will be and able to do this, And the nurse will be on right? with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it's not just about the app. I mean, it's, it's using technology, technology, for instance. Yeah. And some of this is already piloted in some neighborhoods, you know. If a senior doesn't respond or if the motion sensor at home, mm. especially if someone living alone doesn't detect anything, someone from the nearby centre could come in and check on you just to make sure you're okay, that you haven't had a fall, and you know, for instance. Right. And so tech does help, especially as we're facing a manpower shortage. Mm, let's talk about that manpower yeah. shortage, because as even the ministers have noted, <clears throat> while technology is a good thing, this sector tends to require the human touch, and it is right. high touch generally. So how bad is the manpower shortage at this point and what's going to be done about it? I think there are two aspects of it. One is, you know, in terms of getting Singaporeans to be interested in and working in these sectors. So mm-hmm. they're talking about reviewing salaries, but also redesigning jobs, you know, so that they become more attractive and there's some form of progression, you know, for someone who chooses to work in this sector, which is effectively social work, but in a way it also requires, you know, a fair amount of medical or nursing experience. But the other key role, I think, is the ministry and the minister acknowledged is you will still need foreign healthcare manpower. You know, at the end of the day, I think for, you know, bedridden elderly, you do need sort of the human labor to to kind of help adjust you and, and, you know, transfer you daily almost. And I think we'll need to be open and I guess find the best way to ensure we remain attractive to these workers. Okay. Now, getting back to uh, what we were talking about, a digital transformation plan for the healthcare sector, we were talking about in the news that 18 million dollars will be pumped in for this one. What are the plans to move this forward, the digitalization transformation plan? So I think some of it could be for these community organizations to, you know, move to tech, you know, move to apps and sort of, you know, even possibly better use of technology like cameras and other solutions to monitor, for instance, those under their care. I do wonder how our generation by 2030 would be more receptive to this because as we can see, our Mm. parents or maybe our older baby boomer generations are not very savvy when it comes to using apps or Mm -hmm. digitalization when it comes to their healthcare needs. But for the next generation of the silver tsunami, Mm -hmm. what do you foresee? Do you think we'll be more receptive? I think, I expect we'll be more receptive. We might also end up being more demanding because, you know, there's this thing, if you're in a center, if you're in a hospital, you press the Mm -hmm. button and, you know, an attendant comes to you within Mm -hmm. minutes or seconds, really. Mm -hmm. But if you activate, you know, say that app on your phone, if you've had a fall, for instance, 
instance, you know, or need urgent attention, mm. help may not come as quickly. Okay. So I guess you might need to be accustomed to... To be patient. To be patient <laughs> and to wait. Patience is a virtue whatever age you are. Trust me <laughs> yeah. on that. The thing yeah. is, uh, Zakir, beyond government efforts, how yeah. are other sectors being encouraged to match the needs of the ageing population? We're talking here about a fast, expanding silver economy. I'm yeah. sure private players would yeah. want to be involved as well. Yeah. So I think part of this involves, you know, I think design is a key role. You know, we we're seeing a range of home fittings, for instance, being adjusted mm-hmm. to be friendly to people with elderly residents, or people yeah. with weak knees, or people with certain mobility issues. And I think increasingly we can expect public spaces, mm-hmm. you know, to be better designed. But not just that, I think we can expect items. I think if you go to places like Japan, for instance, even your everyday appliances like your kettles mm-hmm. and are a little friendlier to those with, say, grip issues. You right. know? Even your utensils that you eat with, I think as you age, grip increasingly becomes a concern. Mm-hmm. And I think design is going to play a part in making sure our seniors kind of remain independent, mm-hmm. but at the same time continue to age well. And on that note, don't forget a little exercise goes a long way. Thank you very much, Zakir, for shedding some light on this. Zakir Hussain is a Singapore editor at The Straits Times. The SG Extra podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.